Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is brought to you via a request from a listener. <laughs> I may live to regret this, you know. But, um, Alyssa, thank you very much for your message. And uh, if you're wondering where to find me, mostly you can find me there on the LinkedIn. Come find me on the LinkedIn and hit me up. We can connect, you can listen to all my back catalogue and you can see how dull and boring my life really is. Um, Alyssa asked if I would cover the current situation in Minneapolis. She asked if I would give a little, well, a little bit more of an unbiased, real perspective from an outsider who looks at this and thinks it's nonsense. So let's get into it. Let's let's see let's see what we can uh, let's see what we can find out here. What happened was a few days ago, um, a young man who they're calling black, although he does look more Hispanic. Because I did a little bit of research on this yesterday, so in order to create this episode for people. And uh, his name is uh, Duante Wright, a young man who was pulled over in his car. Now in Minneapolis, it's illegal to have an air freshener hanging from your rear view mirror. Perfectly, you know, perfectly acceptable because some people have some absolute fucking dog shit hanging from their rear view mirrors which completely obstructs their view across the left side of the car. And uh, yeah, it's, it is understandable when you think about it, why they would ban this, because some people just go to absolute extremes. They have all sorts of crap hanging there, jangling and dangling, obstructing the view, distracting the driver. So it's easier to say, right, you're not allowed to have that anymore. You know, if people just can't do normal, then the government has to step in and say, no, you can't do this because you're fucking idiots. As everyone knows, I'm not a big government fan, so, you know, for me, yeah, it, it, it you know, didn't make a lot of sense. Um, now, there is a flip side to this. Um, See, I, I believe that everybody should have the right to have a gun. Okay, so there is a flip side to this. Now, Duando Wright, a number of months ago, was seen in possession of a firearm, which he was not permitted to have. It was against the law in, uh, for some reason for him to have a gun. And uh, he was seen in pictures on social media and also when he was apprehended once before about the gun he uh, absconded he ran away and he got away from the police he didn't think they'd seen the gun he thought he'd got away with it because he managed to evade capture from the police so when he stopped this time for the police, he just thought it was a traffic violation. He didn't realise that there was an active warrant out for his arrest. 
but because there was an active warrant out for, their, for his arrest for firearms offences, for gun crimes, according to the, according to the state, he uh, he was going to be apprehended. Now, take a quick look at that. You have a police officer about to execute a warrant for gun charges, being in possession of any of a firearm. So there you, there you have it. You have a cop who is already nervous, who is already, you know, aware of the situation that this guy could be violent, he could already be in possession of a firearm, her life could be in jeopardy. Okay, so, you know, she's, she's tactically and situationally and operationally aware that this could go south for her at any moment in time, which, sensible, you know, after all she's got a husband and family that she wants to go home to. Um, do I believe it was an accidental shoot? Yes, I do, I do. I do. I have seen the body cam footage. It is quite clear that it is an accidental shoot. She did. It does look like she honestly believed that she had pulled out her taser because modern tasers are shaped like firearms because they are the idea of looking as menacing as a gun but being a quote-unquote non-lethal form of restraint. So, take that however which way you want. Oof, I'd rather not get into that. Jesus. So, anyway, she shot him. He's died. Um, so, what, what's happening in Minneapolis right now? Um, George Floyd 2.0? Um, rioting, looting, all the opportunities, scumbags are out, stealing shit, everyone needs a plasma TV. Don't forget bro, it's reparations bro. Don't forget bro, there's a, there's a book, there's a book published in defence of looting. So, what can we say about Minneapolis right now? Um, I would say that it's very un-American. I would I would argue that it it doesn't really, it's not really representative of America or, or American values. Think the Democrat. <laughs> I don't know whether that means anything or not at this point, but. Yeah, deeply, deeply Democrat, isn't it? So, yeah, I don't know. My mind boggles. But, um, Alyssa, this is a, a, a whole lot harder for me than you probably thought it would be with the way you asked your question. The way you asked me to talk about this. See, I'm not an American. Um, I, 
have a great love for America. I do, I do, I do. I have a great affinity for the idea that you can have a written constitutional law which is supposed to be upheld by courts, supposed to be defended by politicians, that is your governing and founding documents to guide you through life, you know, guide you through the process of, of, of living a, a functional, moral, ethical life in your country. It's the rule of law in your country. I love that because we don't have that here in England. We've got the shitty unwritten constitution that seems to, it's very fluid. So, what can I say about Minneapolis right now? Um, the only thing I can say about Minneapolis right now is um, black leaders in America, you are failing black people so badly. You are failing black people so badly because you are destroying the towns and cities that they live in, you are propagating and propping up an organisation called Black Lives Matter with a capital B, a capital M and a capital L. And if you're wondering why I put it that way, because the only thing they're concerned about is everything to do with black. So black matters and then lives come second because they don't really care about your life. They, they're worried, they're, they care about the advancement of their cause. Now this is going to upset an awful lot of people so just be warned this gets spicy. Trigger warning folks. See, if BLM cared about black lives, if BLM cared about black communities, if BLM cared about black children, if BLM was conscious of what they were doing, they wouldn't be encouraging people to go rioting, to go looting. They wouldn't be encouraging people to hold animus against the police. That's why, to me, Black Lives doesn't matter to BLM and the BLM crowd. And it's it's absolutely astonishing. You see, there's an old saying, and it goes along the lines of actions speak louder than words. Yeah? Actions speak louder than words. So if your actions are that you go out rioting and looting and the cops don't do anything to stop you, and lawyers and politicians run to your defence, huh? You have to wonder what the motive is. You see, look at what you did. Just, just take a few minutes and, 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 and look at what you did. You rioted. You looted. 
you trashed other people's property and you were propped up by activists and politicians. Huh. Now, do some critical thinking there, get the old noggin jogging and um, ask yourself, rioting does what? to your city, destroys it. It turns into broken businesses, it turns into enormous damages, it turns into dead people and basically a loss of, uh, a loss of affinity for your area. See, nobody wants to live in a shithole. Nobody has an affinity for a complete fucking landfill site. Do they? No. No, they don't. Of course they don't. So, essentially, that's what your city becomes once you've been busy rioting in it. Smashing up buildings, burning cars, fighting with the police. There's trash everywhere, there's debris everywhere. The nature of anarchy means there's graffiti everywhere and suddenly nobody cares about that area. Everything that was once good and beautiful and picturesque about that place has, has gone, it's been destroyed. Okay, so what about the looting? What does, what's looting got to do to your town? Well, once the looters have been through, businesses, the CEOs of businesses, are going to be sitting back and looking at what has happened to their store in your town and wondering, well, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm not so sure I want to, um, not so sure I want to have a business in this town anymore because every time something happens that involves one of these individuals then the activists kick off, the politicians don't calm things down, they only pour petrol on the fire, and uh, it all turns to shit, so I think we'll, we're going we're to close our business here, and um, we'll do online deliveries through Amazon, you know, we'll do, yeah, we'll, we'll have stores in safe seas. And uh, what does that do? Well, that reduces opportunities opportunities because suddenly suddenly they, they don't need a store manager they don't need a cleaner they don't need cashiers they don't need stock takers they don't need stock fillers you know they they reduce their their tax input to the local government which means that the local government has even less money to spend on public services for people all of these things have a knock-on effect all of these things have a knock-on effect Activists and politicians, they're just adding fuel to the fire. Just burn it down, boys, burn it down. This young black man of questionable character, with questionable actions, did something that, well, you know, he really shouldn't have done, that an ordinary person might not have, you know, might not have done. And, yeah, well, fuck that shit. Let's, um,
you know, let's just burn it all down and it'll be fine. So, what, what's the solution here? What, what is the solution? Because I don't know. Somebody's going to have to tell me. Somebody's going to have to fucking step up and say, yeah, it has to be this knowledge, it has to be that knowledge, it has to be the other knowledge. What, what is the solution here? Because I, do, I don't know. But what I do know is that this can't keep happening. And I'm not talking about police doing their jobs and police in the streets. I'm talking about black leaders being held accountable. I'm talking about people like AOC, Sean King, Maxine Walters. You know, the Young Turks being held accountable for what they're saying. For their words that are inciting these riots. For people, these, these race hustlers, these grifters. Who are perpetuating this absolute catastrophe across Minneapolis right now. You know, the idea that people should not be held accountable is just astonishing. And I think everybody should be held accountable for their actions. I do, I do, honestly I do. I think people should be held accountable for their actions. And that you should be fighting it out in a court of law alright, you know, the justice system is biased, but at the same time, we have, we, we have to maintain the rule of law, because it's universal. The law should be applied universally to everyone. And what we're seeing now is just this mob mentality. And quite frankly, what's it achieving? right now what, what, what good is this mob mentality bringing to the people of Minneapolis how is this helping the people of Minneapolis deal with the, the George Floyd Derek Chauvin trial how is this helping the Minneapolis people deal with the fallout from yet another young black man dying now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about death by cop. I'm talking about a mother losing her son. A mother losing her son. But then, okay, we say, well, well, why did she lose her son? Well, she lost her son because he didn't comply. He didn't comply with the police. He didn't have to do anything more than stop put his hands in the handcuffs, go to the police station, don't say a fucking word, wait for a solicitor. Wait for the solicitor to come and and then deal with it in the courts. That's all he had to do was comply. This is what black leaders need to be teaching and, and, and telling people. You need to comply with law enforcement because the law enforcement officers are there to help people. They're there to help vulnerable people. I've seen reports of law enforcement officers leaving in their thousands across America. 
because they don't want to be subject to this fucking nonsense. They're struggling to recruit people who want to keep the streets safe. So what happens when they're struggling to recruit good people, decent people? means the applicants that they're going to get are probably less than desirable. But they need, they need cops on the streets. So you end up with jarheads, military, ex-military psychopaths who, who just need a job. People who are looking for a fight, who are quite happy to, to be the role, be the enforcer of justice on the street. And you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Because these are proper nut jobs. These are proper fruitcakes. So we don't really want that. You know, but the question has to be here of, well, what, what do we want? You know, what, what are we? What are we looking for in our police? What do we want police officers to be? How do we want them to behave? How do we want them to act? But the flip side of that is, okay, well, what about the public? Because at the end of the day, the police aren't policing no one. They're, they're not community support workers. They're police officers. They're there to uphold the rule of law. So, what does that say about society? And do you notice how one of my common themes is is the focus on society and the decay in society, the degeneracy of society. And that's why I wonder if, you know, this isn't a new phenomenon, you know, the, old, the whole idea of police brutality. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that there are not bad cops and all cops are angels. But what I am saying is that maybe people need to behave more reasonably in their interactions with the police. Maybe they need to consider their, their own actions with the police, their interactions with the police before they start kicking off before the activists and the activists and the scumbag politicians start oh oh it's so racist it's so racist but you see Duante Wright was shot and killed by a black woman so you know shouldn't really be any rioting or looting or anything going on at the minute because Because in the intersectional hierarchy, she had good standing. 
in the inter intersectional hierarchy that woman had good standing. One, she was black. Two, she was a woman. Three, she, had, uh, she was working in a male-dominated field. So her intersectional hierarchy points meant that she was already well up on this. But looking at what's happened in Minneapolis, no, it's not fun to watch. No, I can see this going south big time. Um, Alyssa's also asked the question of what do I think needs to happen in order to end this? Um, <laughs> this is this is really this is the bit that this is the bit that's really got me got me a little bit tied up, so to speak. Because I have been thinking about this, and it's like, well, okay, how do we how do we fix this problem? How do we fix this problem? Um, I'm afraid we need to go back and take a lesson from the Wild West. Um, I'm afraid we need to we need to go back to the Wild West, and we need to look at how the peacemakers of that era kept peace in those towns. And uh, I'll tell you how they kept peace. They kept peace because if it meant that you, if you were a scumbag doing scumbaggy things, it meant they somebody just shot you, dragged your body out in the in the desert, and the coyotes ate your bones. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, huh? Sadly, I think what has to happen here is a, a group of authoritative black men have to step up and say to the black community, and I, I'm saying men, I am gendering this role. I am not going to say that black women have a role to play in this because they don't. Black women, you need to sit down, you need to shut up, and you need to start paying attention to what men do. Because you have emasculated men to the point where most reasonable men now, they just walk away from everything. They're not interested. Because fuck this shit just causes problems, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what's the point in standing up? Fucking hell, everyone's, everyone's standing up for a woman. And women, you are not helping these situations. Because these young men, they're not listening to you. And these young women are not frightened of you. And basically, this group of authoritative and sensible black men need to go out into the streets where these scumbags are rioting and looting. And they need to have carte blanche to deal with 
these rioters and these looters and these fucking scumbags. They need to have immunity from prosecution. And they need to start just shooting to kill. Because this cannot be allowed to escalate further. This cannot be allowed to continue because this is the downward spiral of America. Russia, China, Pakistan, Iran, Iraq, all of America's enemies are rubbing their hands together watching this catastrophe. And America, you need to get your shit in order. So, we need to go back to the old peacemaker days. Old peacemaker days where instead of endless realms of litigation, where we selected righteous and just had this perplexing thought of justice. Is this the bit where we actually walk into real world Judge Dredd? Real world Judge Dredd, is this how we get the judges riding around on motorcycles shooting to kill? Oh my fucking day. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a thought, isn't it? Alright, I'm going to sign off there. I'm going to say ta-ta. Because I need to go and think about this a little bit more now. Because I'm just sort of like, you know, I, I, there was me. There was me sitting there thinking about the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, Clint Eastwood riding in on a, riding in on a Palomino with his... Um, with his lever action rifle and busting a few heads and drinking some whiskey and ain't no town for the both of us. Oh. And now, now I'm thinking, shit. You know, was was Judge Dredd a, a prophecy? Was Sylvester Stallone a prophet? Oh my word. Oh my word. Okay. Okay, we need to go. We need to think about this a little bit more. Take care, folks. I'll catch you in the next one. Ta-ta.